Yeah, talk to other parents and embrace ideas and try them. And also assume your kids can do more than they let on and, and challenge them in that way. There's so many times where we assume that we have to do everything and then step back and say, but wait a second, they've grown up. Maybe they can do some of this too. And you'd be surprised how much they want to be a part of the family and contribute and be helpers. And if you give them the space to do it, they'll surprise you. They might not do it the way you were going to do it. Um, but there, there are more things that they can do. And um, without becoming a, a nag or without becoming a yelling household, there are other motivators that can help them get there. So if you talk to other parents, maybe you can find some tips and tricks and just dive in and give it a shot and just talk to the kids. Um, you'd be surprised what they're willing to do. Welcome to Imperfect Parenting. I'm Ariel Green Anderson. My name is Matt Anderson. We're bringing you raw, real, and unfiltered stories from around the world. Are you an IP parent? Hi, it's Ariel Anderson, and uh, here we are on Imperfect Parenting. We have some crazy birds in the background today that sounds like we are in Hitchcock, the birds, which by the way is only 20 minutes away. That whole scene um, in Bodega with the crazy birds. Uh, yeah, it's kind of scary to keep hearing those birds, but they're just blackbirds. It doesn't matter. Um, I just wanted to mention it because they're so vocal. Well, the world is opening up and when that's happening, I guess the birds have something to say about it. So do we. Um, so you just heard Rick Newman and that's what I'm here to talk about. Yes, the world is doing things and our life is expanding and uh, but Rick, uh, you know, we had a, in a really interesting conversation and I think you're going to find it interesting because we, we talk about, you know, the workplace and being aware of people and how you can do things differently and treat people humanly in a, in a stressful time. And even when it's not a stressful time and how, you know, you can really save in your life with the flip app, which is where he's working and as well rippling that out into your family and you know what matters to your kids and what do they have to say about things you know listening to kids they do have a lot to offer and if we're listening you know we can save ourselves some crazy stress and conflict which happens just because we're not listening sometimes that that empathy is really essential rick is the chief technology and product officer at flip a leading retail technology company that is reinventing the digital shopping experience i went into their app which is for North America, and you can uh, go in there, and there's all kinds of icons, you know, Macy's and Home Depot and Best Buy and places where you, you know, Lowe's and, you know, grocery places like Safeway, and you can go in there and find out what savings there are. You know, those little, uh, those inserts that you get in the paper sometimes well instead of flipping through there you can just quickly flip through in the app it's so much faster than the googling that i spend most of my days doing looking for things i really find just the time saver as well as the money saver is so worth it uh and you know uh, rick is enlightening us about that i really appreciate all you know anything that's new what no matter how much is in the bank account that's always helpful to save money we love that and, you know, he's passionate about helping shoppers realize the joy of finding that perfect price and product. And he's been with Flip for um, since Jan, sorry, February of 2020. And prior to joining Flip, uh, Rick was the VP of um, International Technology Strategy and Merchandising Products for Walmart International. 
and he is well-educated in e-commerce, and he's from Toronto, Canada, but he's lived here in the States, and he's well-educated in business. He's got an MBA, and he's got three wonderful girls, and, you know, uh, it sounds like he's just reminding us of life and where we want to be paying attention. Yeah. And, you know, when we're stressed, sometimes we ripple out stress or you can make other choices and how you um, are present in the world. So without any more delays, let's just jump in and talk to Rick Newman. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. How are you? Not bad. Good afternoon um, here. Where where are you? That morning is still <laughs> the message. Oh yes. Well, I am in semi sunny Northern California. Fantastic. And and you're in Toronto, right? I am in Yay. definitively sunny Toronto right now. <laughs> I love Toronto. One of my best friends is from there. It's a love great city. Nice. <laughs> Yes, I love it too. I uh, recently moved back after a couple of years living in the U.S. and yeah, and happy to be. <laughs> well, you have uh, your your city reminds me so much of uh, because we just moved from the Czech Republic from Prague, okay. and when I visited while living in Prague, the, the impression I had was just such a feeling of sort of very international, European, and still North American, and very definitively Canadian, of course. And but such a lovely blend of all of those things, which I didn't expect such a so close to my family on the other side of the, the border in New York. It was, this is a whole new world over here. It was lovely. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, it's great to have you on and uh, we'll just roll and, you know, edit as we go, you know, going back if we're just having a little bit of a chat and, um, you know, just see how things unfold. I'd love to have you just start actually. Uh, I love to just do the podcast and get to know each other at the same time. So it stays uh, fresh and spontaneous. I try not to let myself, I only do a, a minor amount of Googling and reading of uh, any kind of prep because I want to be excited and, and curious. So I'm going to keep that curiosity as we continue to dive in just by asking you uh, what brought you to this moment before we fully dive into all the other reasons we're here what what makes you rick today what history makes a difference to this moment oh my how long is this podcast? <laughs> as long as we decide <laughs> fair enough fair enough I, depending on how far you want to go back what what makes uh what has made me who i am i mean it's a, a product of my upbringing my you know, my parents, my family, my, my place in the world, um, uh, all of that, I feel like conspired to bring me here. Um, and then some pivotal choices along the way. I was actually reflecting on this with my wife very recently on what are those like big life choices that you made that like really bent the curve that put you where you are. Like for me, it's the school that I decided to go to, the program I decided to go into, the um, the choice of an internship, the choice of a leader, um, the choices of a relationship with with her in particular, of course, um, the choice on children and and when one kind of dives into that next phase of life. For the record, I have three kids, uh, all girls, okay. twelve, nine, <laughs> and three. 
So we've made that choice three times over and, uh, and don't regret it for a second. Um, but it's kind of the culmination of all of those choices uh, that, that makes me who I am, I suppose. Um, I, I think it, to answer it more directly, because I, I know that as much as you say, there is no time limit, um, there's an interest limit on any listener, of course. <laughs> um, I'd say the, uh, the choice to try and leave the world a better place is probably the most important one and not necessarily in some grandiose way, but certainly um, the choice to try and do that with every interaction with the individuals that I'm fortunate enough to meet along the way, both within my team and beyond, um, and to try and do something that's meaningful um, in the world. So I'd say that's probably the one that makes me most uniquely me. Yeah. Okay. And I know that you had put out to the world something around invention, simplicity, and happiness integrating mm -hmm. into all of that. And how has that been going? I mean, we put, we put things out in the world with the intention, right? You mm -hmm. have this idea. How successful do you think you've been in working towards that or working with that? <laughs> I've been pretty satisfied with it so far, and it seems like the world has been as well. At least there have been more opportunities to do more. So um, <laughs> it feels like at least some form of external validation. But I, I think like on the invention front, certainly there's a, a track record of trying to do things that break boundaries and, and create something new. Um, and I mean, not every invention has to be, you know, putting a... Uh, a rover on Mars. I, I think there are degrees of invention that happen at every step of the way. And I still consider it, you know, monumentally inventive to find a way to bring fresh groceries to somebody's door instead of having them drive to a grocery store. And I was fortunate enough to be the, you know, the lead on the product side at Walmart, one of the larger players and democratize the ability to get reasonably priced groceries delivered to your door, um, which really changes the game for so many people. And you get like, an email or a letter from that person who's so thankful because now their parent who lives an hour away can have access to fresh food and not frozen um, stocked goods and it changes their quality of life and they feel like their parent is in a better spot. Again, uh, not grandiose improvements, but certainly person by person, moment by moment, you can try and make things better. And I feel like I've uh, managed to accomplish that reasonably well. And now at Flip, um, I don't know how familiar you are with the brand I'm working on right now. It's a mobile app that's um, sole purpose in life. Like the reason we come into the office every day is to try and make life more affordable for families. And, and I feel like we've been doing a pretty good job of it. Uh, our research suggests that using the app saves people $45 a week. And that doesn't sound like a ton, but when you do the math and it's over $2,000 a year, for a lot of people, that makes a huge difference, all for just having and using an app for a couple minutes a week to plan your groceries better. Um, it's pretty cool. So, so far, so good. I'll keep you posted. <laughs> well, I mean, you talk about it doesn't have to be grandiose, but it, it actually, it is, it's massive what you're talking about because it's, uh, I lived in Czech Republic. I remember when it came that suddenly uh, I could get literally to my, not only to my doorstep, but the, the people were so kind as to even bring it to my refrigerator mm -hmm. right next to it. And I remember that changed everything. And whether you have small kids or you have maybe a disability or just trying to save a few moments in your day, that then it's not only saving that money, but that, that time and that space is, that is invaluable. Like it's, it's priceless because uh, saving that, the time in the store, 
you know, granted, you know, you have to take the time, but often you can do that taking the time in the, in an app, you know, between things rather than, you know, you have to, you know, lock out about two hours of time to get there, to get it, to stand in line and all of that. So it's, that's, um, it's amazing. So tell me what makes Flip different and your, your angle on things and what you learned at Walmart and in life. Sure. I mean, what makes Flip different? It's, it's such a cool company. Uh, I wish I had the opportunity to like have this interview and have this discussion in our office and show you the culture uh, that really is Flip. And unfortunately, um, that culture is now super distributed. But in all honesty, that's part of what makes it different. Even in this distributed world, we've remained uniquely who we are. Like the, the culture at Flip is incredibly strong and we find those little unique ways to connect and maintain that bond of passionate people solving really complex problems um, with the mission of how do you help people make life more affordable? So I think what makes us unique is it's an incredibly passionate um, team with uh, four major like cultural tenets at the core of it. Um, hungry, highly intelligent, humble, and other-centered. And I, I can describe those in, uh, in more definitive ways, but certainly when you step in the door, you feel it immediately. The team is incredibly hungry at solving big problems. Nobody brings an ego in and we really talk about things openly with humility, um, looking for like the best solution possible. And it's some of the most brilliant people I've ever had the opportunity to work with. So, so those pieces are all true, but the other-centered thing is really what brings it all together where we really operate best as one team and we reinforce it constantly. We had an all hands, not meeting, because we do it as like a video and then you can watch it on your own time. And we talk about the questions later on, but we had an all hands in the new world earlier, uh, earlier today. And we were going through a number of different wins from the team and to an individual win, all of them included a message from our CEO on how it was other centered and how we win better as a team um, and how these ideas were amplified and made better because of the collectiveness that is the, the team coming together to solve them. And I think that's truly what makes Flip unique in terms of its difference to Walmart. Uh, Walmart was an awesome culture too. I mean, there's, there's so many positives that you can say around the save money, live better part of the culture uh, and how that comes together. But I really appreciate it. I worked for Walmart Canada for six years, and then I worked for Walmart International uh, down in Arkansas for two years. And uh, the culture is quite similar, but I much preferred the local um, Canadian flavor of it, the focused on an individual customer versus being more of the kind of international support system that made all of the independent countries work, mostly because you're just closer to a customer. And that makes all of the difference. But uh, there's, there's a lot of benefits to the Walmart culture as well. When you dig into the each individual country, there's so many passionate people doing so many amazing things there as well. Right. I imagine a different set of resources. It's on more of a massive scale, but every, every place, like every person has its pluses and minuses for sure. Absolutely. But it sounds to me, the way you're describing Flip, it, it, I feel sort of a, a community or a, you know, sort of Ohana family, like it's a family a feeling. It, I feel you guys connected. Is that about right? I mean, just it sounds like both on the upper and lower levels or the different, let's say, instead of upper, lower, the, the different positions mm -hmm. there, I feel a connectivity that you don't always see in every company. And when you're figuring out which flap, which, uh, which app or which company to give your money and your time to these kinds of things, they do make a difference these days. 
I mean, I, at least on this side, we make our choices that way, <laughs> integrity and authenticity and um, goodness to one another or, or what, however you want to put that um, makes a big difference. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we're human like everyone else. We, we make mistakes. We, we step in it, but um, <laughs> we try and be as transparent and honest and direct as we possibly can with each other and remove any boundaries. So like in our Slack system, there are no boundaries between who communicates with whom, where, or when. We have all of these like special interest group uh, Slack channels that help people connect and rely on one another and look for those little opportunity to make things better. So I can give you an example. We have uh, a community of people with parent, with kids, the, the Flip Parents channel on Slack and constantly talking about the trials and tribulations of parenting through a pandemic and all of the ups and downs and you know, just everyone losing their mind just a little bit while they're trying to be in meetings like this with, you know, kids climbing all over them or trying to like be educated beside them, all of all of the usual stories. And recognizing that as a leadership team, we like, saw so many people struggling through this in the same way that we were and looking at like all the different opportunities we could to make things better. So we sponsored a flip family dinner. We sent everyone an Uber Eats voucher for a hundred dollars and said, you're working hard, here's a dinner on us, go, go figure it out, right? We, we sponsored two months of laundry over the last two months. Oh, wow. We couldn't do other things to like engage the team. And so instead we said, you know what, you're working hard enough. We know how hard it is to run a household at the same time. Why don't you do two months of laundry on us? And we found a local startup that was doing you know, laundry services in Toronto and we partnered with them. And the response has just been incredibly good. So, you, you know, it's not just the, how do we deliver on strategy and how do we, you know, continue to deliver against the app experience, but how do you make it a team driven event at the same time? Well, I love that. And, and part of that is because I have, you know, a split soul here. We have the corporate corner and imperfect parenting is our other podcast. So <laughs> the, the theme of the last year has definitely been, been with people who definitely ride the line of both of those podcasts is, uh, you know, it's just a, the reality is completely different. And I, it's fantastic to hear that, you know, you and, and Flip are viewing it like this because it's been everybody I've talked to of our, of our spectrum from people who are struggling as entrepreneurs trying to launch something for the first time to our millionaire. And now we just looked on LinkedIn billionaire friends who have so many resources and no resources the madness has been full on just reinventing how we do things and being in the middle of an important meeting and have your kid bounce off of your head is, is something special <laughs> to say the least for those of us who've been entrepreneurs or had to deal with that moment before all of this happened. It is sort of an exhale to say, this is what it's been like, <laughs> but I I'm wondering, you know, uh, you're the first person I've heard, you know, about how you guys have addressed this in a different way rather than, Good luck. You guys need to show up your meetings as best as possible and we'll do our, we'll sort of be flexible, but what you did is that's really um, going the extra mile. And, and I, I can only imagine how your team feels because that helps your state of mind to know that you don't have to coordinate one more thing. And, and also that you guys care because a lot of people have just been sort of thrown in the, the deep end of the pool going, figure it out. <laughs> Good luck. And we'll support you as we can, but we're also figuring it out. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. And I, I don't even know that we're totally there yet either. Like, there's Is anyone? <laughs> yeah. 
So tell me, I'm, you know, I, I'm imagining that people are listening right now and they're, you know, they're getting a taste of like, okay, this company sounds cool and interesting what they're doing and getting a bit of your background. And I would, how, how can you explain like the, the way to get the most benefit from Flip? Um, you've talked a bit about the savings. How, in, how intuitive is the app? If I'm somebody, you know, I know we have listening people who use lots of apps and people who hardly ever use apps who are thinking, I need the savings, but I find that intimidating. What advice would you give them right now? Just speaking to the mass. <laughs> yeah, so our, I, I think of our app as very, very familiar territory. We really started with taking a physical activity that was very prominent in many people's lives um, and making it available through digital means. And so, you know, access to browsing through the flyers that exist for your local favorite retailers, digitizing those and bringing them all into one place to make them nice. available so you can see everything that's on sale at your favorite retailers. It, it really is that easy. So the best way to take advantage of the app first is to download it. And I know that's a, that's a one hurdle, but it's a free app. So at least there's that. Um, so downloading the app is step number one. Step number two is like selecting who your favorite merchants are. Uh, you know, do you want to shop at Walmart or Sobeys or Loblaws in Canada or Kroger and, you know, Walmart and Albertsons and others uh, across the U.S.? We really serve 90% of retailers across, uh, across North America. And so once you've selected who your favorites are, it helps us tailor an experience to you so that you're not looking at everything, but you can kind of hone in a little bit. After that, if you really wanna be a power user, we recently launched a super cool feature we're calling Watchlist, which is effectively saying, we know there's items that every family needs on a regular basis. Uh, in my household, it's chicken breast, it's 2% milk, and it's Activia yogurt. Uh, I have three girls, as I told you earlier, and we cannot buy enough of those three things. <laughs> and they're, they're rather expensive. You can get a really good deal on chicken breast and you will notice a difference in your weekly bill. And same thing with Activia yogurt, we go through at least four tubs a week for breakfasts and snacks and sometimes dinner, I'm not gonna lie, it's a pandemic, please don't judge. Exactly. <laughs> no. And again, those things can range anywhere from 250 up to like four and a half dollars, depending on how well you've done just a little bit of research. So with Watchlist, you can put those things uh, into our system and at any moment jump in and say, okay, where is Activia on sale? Uh, and that can help you pick where you go and shop that week. And so once you've set up your favorites and once you've set up your watch list, then it's before you go in and, and do your weekly shop, just take a quick look. It'll take no more than five minutes and just take a quick peek at like your top couple places, uh, flyers and coupons, and then decide, okay, instead of going there, this week I'm gonna go over here. And that's really <laughs> what we're trying to be. We're trying to be a planning app that helps you make a decision on where you're going to shop physically, digitally, it doesn't matter. It's really about who has what you need and can save you a few dollars every trip so that at the end of the year, you have over $2,000 back in your pocket and you can use it for that family vacation, that home reno, putting your kids in camp, saving for college, all the things that families deal with. Um, right. <laughs> and, and how do you decide who shows up in the app and can people make suggestions or how do you, you know, I'm just imagining if somebody's like, oh, I've got a favorite store, you know, mm -hmm. is it in there kind of thing? Um, do you update every so often? Is it based on, I don't know, <laughs> clicking a button? I'm just wondering. 
So yeah, there is a, uh, there is a, if whatever retailer you're looking for isn't there, there's a way to recommend that in the app, of course. Uh, we actually pride ourselves on having pretty, like the major players for sure, uh, and and far more than you imagine. So I, I guarantee I'm you- I'm looking forward you, to exploring more and seeing which, guy, which you have in there. And you're, you're gonna learn some things too about your local market and be, be open to try that. Uh, that's the best part. There's a, uh, there's a local grocer near me, it's called, it's called Nations. And it's an Asian grocery store. And so they have lots of things that uh, my family doesn't buy on a regular basis, but I'm super adventurous. I love to try. And I didn't realize the amazing deals that they had. And so seeing their flyer next to the Walmarts and the Sobeys and the, the other grocers that are right near me, um, it gives me a chance to say, you know what, this time I'm gonna go there. And, and maybe I will try and make that lo mein recipe that I saw on YouTube that looks delicious, but I don't know if I have it in me, but I did and it was, the, it was amazing. Now, probably not traditional, but um, always worth giving it a try. And the more you try and expand your options in terms of food, the more opportunities you have to save money as well, uh, which I think is, is great for families to give that a shot. So I guarantee you, if you do wanna recommend somebody, we've got a place for that, but we great. might surprise you with how many retailers we already have in the app experience. Well, it sounds like even just the way you're describing it as a person who loves to travel. And these days, I think we need to travel in whatever ways we can. And food is a wonderful way to do that. And if you're saving at the same time, of course, that's a great bonus. Even better. Uh, <laughs> and you mentioned locations. So I, I'm assuming we put our locations in there. I didn't play around with it too much yet. I wanted to kind of talk to you first and then see see how the, the experience is. So by the time this podcast airs, I'll have much to say about it uh, before we, uh, you know, you get introduced. So, Yes, we understand that data is very sacred to people. And so we yeah. try to ask too much of your personal data, um, but saving is a local game and your local store will have things that are on sale. And we want to make sure you know about it and can direct you to the location nearest to you. And in many cases, uh, different merchants have different items on sale, um, depending on where you are uh, based on their own logistics and you know, strategies and there's a lot of regional variations in what people buy. So we will ask for your location. Apologies in advance. No, I mean, I think location is a very simple thing. And, you know, most phones ask just while you're using the app or all the time. And you have that, at least that basic option. And knowing that you are, you know, being conscious of people's personal data is these days, of course, on the forefront of people's minds. And, you know, that's why this conversation I feel is also important for people to get a taste of the, the humans behind the app mm -hmm. so that people can really decide also for themselves on sort of an intuitive level, what makes sense. And these days with so many things coming at you all the time, you know, those things make a difference. So, you know, it's great to have you live here so people can say, oh, there's, there are people behind that app. Absolutely. It's not just something that's coming up from some algorithm or whatnot. Um, yeah. And we love suggestions. Like I said, that watch list feature is relatively new. We launched it uh, just before Black Friday um, over the holidays of last year. So, you know, four months ago or so. And, and I love it. It's already making a difference for me. And we're starting to see more and more adoption from our users. And now we're thinking about, okay, all right, what are the next features? What else can we do that'll make it easier for people to save money? And our, our dev team is awesome. They're constantly looking at how to make the app faster and you know, with more content and with more capabilities and uh, you know, all, all the ways that we try and improve this app day to day. <laughs> so speaking of your team, what do you think they would 
you know, where uh, you yourself are talking about uh, the experience. What are some of the new people who are just coming on? What do you think their first impression in their first, say, month being in the company? What would be some of the things that they would probably say to their friends about their experience? Uh, so the onboarding experience at Flip is amazing. Uh, we do so much to try and train the team on who we are and what we do and, and how we operate. There's been so many people who have onboarded remotely recently um, and with a lot of stress and a lot of uh, you know hesitation. I recently um, had a chance to connect with in person um, because I'm doing a basement reno. So I'm in the office and someone had come in for a phone repair and, uh, and sorry, this was a chair pickup. Um, because we're giving some of our office furniture out to associates so that they can better set up their home office situation. And so Priya was a, a new flip associate joined in January and uh, was coming in for her chair. And we sat down for lunch because we happened to be in the same place, socially distant, everything was safe. And she was raving about her onboarding experience that her coach um, had made it such a welcoming experience, had you know brought her into the team and had really made it something that was you know, easy to kind of slip in and get to know the people. The, we call it Flip University, the first three weeks of getting to understand, you know, how we operate, how our operations works, et cetera, was, uh, was really thorough. And we had put together all of these onboarding videos inside my team for the technology organization so that people know, like, when we say these terms, here's what we mean. And here's where you find the assets and confluence and how you can learn more. And here's what we really mean on the strategy front of what comes next. So I, I'd say that the team feels really, really positive about uh, where Flip is and how we're operating. And we're, we're constantly looking at it. I think I was looking at our um, first three months engagement score for new members and the score that they were giving us from an onboarding perspective. And we're at a 93 right now, um, not to like spoil the, the specific metrics, but we feel pretty proud of that. But there's still some room uh, and still some opportunities. So. Um, a member of my team is leading our, our onboarding engagement focus for the year to see if we can get it even further. So we think it's such an important part of starting uh, at the Flip Culture. It is, and it's one of those things, I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned the things that you did because I think uh, one of the things that I have noticed uh, listening to clients and people in my inner circle has been the struggle with, well, from both sides, I have been listening to people who have been shifting into different jobs or positions at this time at different companies. And I've been in shock as their coach as to the lack of onboarding experience with, I'm not going to mention names because that's not what we do here unless it's, you know, <laughs> helpful. But in this case, we, big companies that you would not ever imagine would not have even a basic onboarding experience but they didn't, not at all. And so listening to you, I, I love that you, you have videos to kind of get people started. Uh, what, what other, you know, of course, no, give away all your secrets because we know you've got your high score and all that, but what would you share with people who are, are struggling with that? They're, you maybe don't even realize yet <laughs> that they could create, uh, create a better experience, but what are, just say your top three things that you think make a difference in bringing someone on when you're maybe people are overwhelmed and they are juggling a lot of things. So they haven't taken that time, which we all know it takes time to do that initial foundation work of creating something for people to either be automated or, or whatnot. What do you think the secret is that would help people who uh, maybe have smaller companies and they're trying to scale or whatever? I mean, 
first and foremost, we are happy to give away this particular secret. Uh, there, there are some trade secrets in the saving money space, but when it comes to onboarding associates, we would love to give away this, this secret and just make things better for everybody. We actually recently posted a blog post that actually spoke to some of the tips that we, uh, that we had and that we learned through the pandemic. And then some of my connections on LinkedIn saw it and I connected them to our onboarding lead um, so that they could dig deeper and try and collaborate and, and learn from each other. So happy to give away those secrets as much. I love as that. I love the collaborating, if I can just say right now, Rick, because I think this is what that, that altruism, that willingness to help one another, I think is so important, right? Especially now. So thank you for being a part of that. Exactly. But I mean, the specific tips I would recommend, first and foremost, be purposeful about it. Um, onboarding is the first, like the, the first impression that a team member, one of your most valuable assets is your talent. And the first impression that talent is gonna have of you and your company is the first step they take in the door. And if you don't start things off on the right foot, you're gonna be wasting so much potential from that individual and their impression of like what good looks like is gonna be set from the start. And if you don't start with a good foot forward, they're not gonna start with a good foot forward either. So being purposeful about it, I think is the most important thing. Um, the second thing, and it sounds like basic and fundamental, but focus on the technology, like just get them set up right on day one with the right tools and like accesses that they're going to need. I can't say enough about our IT team here. Um, I know I'm the chief technology officer at Flip. I don't actually run IT. And I'm still going to say amazing things about our IT team. They are fantastic. And they make sure everyone starts on day one with access to a computer that can connect to our systems with a phone that will have Slack on it so they can communicate with their peers. That like one little basic. And I've worked at a lot of large companies that haven't figured that out. Um, where, I mean, even when I started in some of my jobs as a senior leader, I didn't have a computer for the first week and a half. And in a pandemic world where you're working remotely, there is no other way. You can't go and sit in on a meeting if you don't have access uh, to the corporate drive or to the corporate Zoom or whatever it is. So the fundamentals of just giving people access has to be point number two. Uh, and then I, I think point number three is transparency um, in your strategy, in your, in your deliberateness of communication. The more transparent you can be to give people access to information, the more they'll be able to then contribute back and the more they'll model that transparency. And especially when you're working remotely, you have to be like doubly mindful of communication as a vehicle to collaborate. And you just have to double down on that. So being more transparent and being willing to share things, um, writing them down, putting them in drives, putting them on Slack, whatever it is. I promise this is not a Slack commercial. I'm, I don't own shares. <laughs> I realize I've mentioned it four times now, but uh, don't worry. <laughs> really, it's just about being transparent and sharing information more broadly. I know that. Uh, uh, thank you for those because I know that uh, that last piece, especially the last couple pieces that you mentioned. My my husband was running the IT division of the German stock exchange in uh, in Europe, and uh, the company was very old school. More don't tell, don't talk about things. Um, good company, just, you know, old school values. And, but he and the other um, mutual director, that was a big piece of why their team, you know, didn't start some big union and was very loyal and stuck around and do all these things that I'm sure, you know, you, you're building in your places, that transparency, people feel more relaxed. 
they feel more loyal. There's so many things that come with that transparency. And what I, I didn't realize is that it takes courage to be that transparent. And a lot of companies, there's a lot of fear around knowledge and it's so powerful. And you can have, you can build such an incredible team uh, with trust. <laughs> so um, what are some of the things that you look for when you guys are looking for two team members? What are a couple of things that, you know, are important for you to see when you meet people virtually or otherwise? I, I mean, our, our cultural principles cover really our hiring, our way of working, and then our onboarding approach as well. So we look for people who are hungry, who really do feel like they can make a difference in the world and are ready to prove it, who are humble, who, who don't make it about them, um, but really look to do that as part of a team and recognize that learning is something that happens eternally. And you don't always start out with all of the ideas perfectly formed and that you can, you can learn and grow as well. And highly intelligent, um, people who really do have the capacity uh, to make a big difference and are, are ready to like share that with the world uh, and other centered. I mean, I, I say it last because it's most important, um, but someone who recognizes that if they can make the world better for their team members around them and know that their team members are doing that for them, that they never have to worry about like fighting for, for themselves or advocating for, you know, um, a personal ambition that others are going to raise that flag for them. And, you know, it's much better to have 400 other people um, actively supporting you than just yourself on an island. So that other centered piece is what we really look for in our team members. How, how does the other center, how does it show up in, in a most tangible way? If people are trying to figure out, if people are listening to this and mm -hmm. thinking, you know, I want to be a part of Flip, or they're even thinking I'd like to include something like this in my company. And this is really interesting for me. I want to model this. What, you know, what is, what, what was one of the key things that really made a difference inside of, um, inside of that? Because people might have the idea of this, but actually with all the day-to-day -day stuff that's going on, actually following through on keeping that <laughs> intention and that focus is where people get lost sometimes. Yeah, I, I think it's regular that we need to remind uh, ourselves what that means and, and be sure that we're putting that forward. Um, but, you know, we, we try and look for those opportunities to help each other be great and, and put forward like ideas and understanding. And, and it's not just, you know, when you see somebody struggling and reach out and help them. Um, but it, it's when you see that someone um, isn't quite getting it, or when you see an opportunity to help someone see things a different way, actively and purposefully reach out and give them that feedback and help them see it and be deliberate about knowing that, it's not personal. You're not like calling out uh, the quality of work or the, the specific initiative. You're trying to give an idea to help somebody else um, be even better based on your perspective or your experience. And so it shows up every day. You're, you're in meetings with people constantly. And if you see somebody struggling, you should let them know. Uh, and if you see something that could have been better, you should let them know. And if you know that it's coming from a place where they're trying to help you be great, and it's not trying to criticize or it's not trying to slow you down or it's not trying to get in your way. It totally changes the game. I've seen so many work cultures that are more combative and, um, and actively competitive with each other that don't help each other be great where somebody might make a comment that is actively about shooting you down or tearing your idea down. And that's so disruptive to people actually sharing and collaborating 
Whereas instead, if you're trying to actively help raise the bar and help everyone succeed, um, and you're doing it from a place of like, I'm trying to make things better for you, uh, it, it completely changes how it's received, which I think ultimately delivers the best result. Yeah. And if you guys, if you're all showing up with that sort of agreement, whether it's a written, you know, I, I even have that with my clients sometimes, you know, we have something written out for each other, what we sort of are committed to, including things like that, because uh, sometimes it's important to remember that you've, you've agreed to it when somebody's coming at you with an idea and you're thinking, oh, you know, but uh, overall, it sounds like it's working really well. And that, uh, gosh, if we could all be like that, all, you know, as much as humanly possible in the world, it would be such an incredible planet that we are on. And there's so much potential there, you know, um, thank you for rippling that forward because the, uh, as somebody who uh, was in a world forum for conscious business, for me, this is just uh, such a great example of that awareness of others and kind of keeping yourself inside of that and uh, modeling it, not just saying it, but actually following through. Cause there's a lot of mottos out there and slogans, mm -hmm. but what's underneath the surface is um, not even vaguely <laughs> matching that. And, you know, it's, uh, it takes energy and willingness to put that energy there for everyone. So it, in your high dream of your effect, I would say first, first layer being at flip and next layer, just in the, on the planet as a human being with your own journey, what would be your high dream for, you know, how, what happens next? What happens next? Um, you know, meaning like, I don't want to, I don't want to just say, you know, the next five in five years or three years, but just what, like looking forward into the future, what would be the, the best version of what happens next? I think my daughter just came to check on us. <laughs> she put a lovely flower behind you. I think that's for you. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I think that represents her. She's the pink and the white flowers. I see. <laughs> four. She's four. Anyway. Sorry. So your high dream for, for your time at Flip and then your high dream for just you in the world and what you'd like to contribute. I know that's a really big ask, but just at the moment where it is, you know? So on the Flip front, my, my high dream is that we can, we can truly uh, capture the spirit of more individuals, more people who are looking to save money, get the word out there and, and then bring in even more content and make it even more compelling to take the 45 number and double it and triple it um, and, and help live the, you know, help families make life more affordable um, side of it. There's really so much more opportunity there. And while I think we've done an amazing job at start at starting it, and, you know, it's a very simple three-step process to go and get yourself started on a free app. Um, I have so much more ambition on where this can go and really taking that kind of planning phase of helping a family organize itself and just kind of exploding that into something really, really powerful and digital. So on the flip front, really that's the ambition, help more people save even more money. Um, on, the, on the personal front, I always try and leave things a little bit better than I found them. And so on the personal front right now, my project is my three children. And if I can say like what my massive dream is for them, it's to instill that same thing in them so that as they enter the world and as they choose whatever it is that they're going to go do, um, it will be something with 
purpose and it will have a similar impact and they will in turn instill that in their own children and in the people that they meet. And honestly, I, I said, I don't have grandiose dreams. Uh, that would be sufficient for me uh, making things incrementally better through my three, you know, administrators of the future world. And thank you. I, I, I always just sort of get a, a warmth in my heart, you know, to hear your, your vision and, and what an incredible legacy, you know, and, and thing to pass forward and, and connect in with your, your family in that way. And I'm, I'm curious right now, uh, what were the ages of your, your girls? So Amelia is 12. Matilda is nine and Eleanor is three. And how do you guys, that's a, a wide range. And we have, we have a little bit of that over here too. We've got four, 16 and 25 and uh, not all in the same household or country, but how do you, how, how are you on the path with, you know, the vision that you just mentioned, how are you working with that path right now? As far as uh, I don't know if sometimes you're, if sometimes you're working at home or you have in the last year, how you, integrated your your life and your 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 work story and your your home story like how you manage that um, in moments when you were at home or just when you have to work and there's the questions of where is daddy uh, because I think that's such a huge topic right now is I don't want to this is where I'm this is what I'm doing in my life this is what and you matter too and, and how to integrate that in a way that feels good to your heart and theirs. And, you know, we all have lots of bumps on the way inside of that, but how has that been working for you and, and the, the high and low moments of that and inspire there's, us? There's <laughs> no perfect way to do it. And I don't think you can, you can judge any parent for the choices that they make and trying to find a way to balance these things. I mean, for the last year, I've been working mostly from home um, with the exception of recording podcasts where I come to a quiet office uh, to get things done when I've got a, a home renovation that's happening at the same time. And being home has been excellent. It means that I've been home for dinner every night, that I've had uh, the opportunity to see them come home from, from school and give them a hug the second they step in the door. Things like that have, have gone a long way. But even before that, even when I was working at Walmart International and I was on the road 25 to 35% of the time, um, visiting teams in Mexico and Japan and China and Canada, even because I was based out of Arkansas. Um, being on the road meant that I didn't see them nearly as much as I do now. And um, we had to find a different routine. So instead of having family dinners, because I was doing calls many times uh, over dinner time with the Asian teams, we would have family breakfast and we made that our time to connect. And instead of being home for dinner every night, because I was I was traveling um, many times. I made a point that I was home every Friday uh, for Shabbat dinner. We're Jewish. And so we would do Shabbat dinner every Friday night. And we made that a routine so that we knew that, okay, we might not see each other every day of the week, but we would definitely have games night uh, Friday night with no phones, uh, no devices, no electronics. And we'd play Settlers of Catan and other board games and just connect that way. Uh, harder with a three-year-old, better with a 12-year-old. But it, even still, it's just time for us. So we found our own way. Was it perfect? No. Are they happier now that I'm, I'm home more often? Definitely. Um, but I, I still think from a, a values perspective, we were doing a good job. They're, they're good kids. And they, they were when I was traveling and they are now. And I assume they will be, um, even though they have to deal with me more often at home. 
<laughs> what, what one piece of, of advice would you, I'm going to ask you two similar questions. First, what one piece of advice would you give parents who are trying to work it out who <laughs> in the madness <laughs> and trying to keep on their, their, their personal path as well as their work path? Yeah. Talk to other parents and embrace ideas and try them. And also assume your kids can do more than they let on and, and challenge them in that way. There's so many times where we assume that we have to do everything and then step back and say, but wait a second, they've grown up. Maybe they can do some of this too. And you'd be surprised how much they want to be a part of the family and contribute and be helpers. And if you give them the space to do it, they'll surprise you. They might not do it the way you were going to do it. Um, but there, there are more things that they can do. And um, without becoming a, a nag or without becoming a yelling household, there are other motivators that can help them get there. So if you talk to other parents, maybe you can find some tips and tricks and just dive in and give it a shot and just talk to the kids. Um, you'd be surprised what they're willing to do. Love that advice, Rick. It's, uh builds confidence and allows you more space and makes the family unit kind of work. That's fantastic. Now, from the other side of things, uh, how, what recommendation would you give for people who are trying to keep this connectivity, which you've been talking a lot about inside of Flip, this connectivity inside of the team? What do you think the key, key pieces are for people who are really struggling with it and looking for the best way to keep a continuity connection, like the kind of thing you would do when you see people in the halls, but now you have to do it virtually? Yeah. Um, I don't know that it's like, there's no specific technology or like routine. I, I think honestly, the most important thing is invest in your own mental health and your own like state of mind and, and keep yourself in that kind of in that right state of mind that you're ready to engage and, and, and be your full self, which means, you know, when you need to take a walk, when you need to turn the screen off, um, this whole screen fatigue thing is real. I've felt it. Um, I know that my team has felt it. And so instead of doing, you know, a video call like this for um, my one-on-ones when I know that I'm going to be engaged, I take a walk. We go for a walk. Um, sometimes they join me, sometimes they don't. But I try and get outside and find a way to like not look at a screen and instead, you know, look at a tree, look at a bush. It doesn't matter, but like change the routine and as an investment in your own mental health. And if you can stay grounded, if you can stay in a position where you're optimistic and curious and excited about things that are happening and have the energy for it, I think the rest of it comes and you're able then to engage and tell a compelling story on the mission of your company and rally the whole team around that purpose and get them excited about the little features you're launching like watch list and other like nuanced capability, like, you just have to be excited. And that means investing in your mental health. Thank you. That is so key, especially that stepping away from the screen, even if you're having a call that uh, getting breath of fresh air and, and uh, balancing things out. Because I think in the old days, we might have had more screen time because we were alive. Now it's you know coming around with maybe we want to cook tonight, or maybe we want to go for that walk and have that meeting. So that's great advice. And is there anything that you've been, you'd love to answer a question that I haven't asked, or you've been wishing somebody would ask you that you could tell us about the, the fun fact. I don't know no, I think, <laughs> before we say goodbye. I thought we covered good ground. I mean, there, there's so many questions and I, I think I that 
you know, things are changing so quickly uh, around us and more questions will pop up tomorrow. But uh, I think the, the places that we've been in this conversation are some of the fundamentals. And I was able to tell you that Flip is a free app. I was able to tell you that it can save you up to $45 a week and we have all your favorite retailers on there already. <laughs> I mean, what more could you want? Why are we still talking? Why aren't you downloading no. it right now? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's right. Right now. Well, there'll be, of course, we'll put the the, the link in the description. Go. And is there any other where any other place you want people to, to check you out other than to go to their closest app store or just click in their phone? <laughs> I think the, uh, the, the app store is the best place to go. It's the best representation of us on iOS or Android. And uh, you can certainly find me on LinkedIn if you want to ask more questions. Super. I love that. And we already know that you're uh, easy to talk to. So that'll be just feeling like we're just talking to another friend. Thank you so much, Rick, for your time and your energy and your authenticity in sharing not just your, your story inside of Flip, but your own story and direction and intention and uh, as a human being on the planet, as a parent, and the, the realness of the the bumps as well as the things that go really well. And um, that's so uh, necessary in these days for us to just be real and hear all angles of the story and about some the, the truth and the humanity inside of all this technology that's helping us like your app, um, Flip. And uh, I'm thankful to have met you today and uh, can't wait to see your vision continue to unfold, not only at Flip, but on the planet and uh, look forward to figuring out some other way that we can interact and uh, help that vision come true That's one nice. of these days. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate the time. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you, Rick, and have a beautiful day. You too. Thank you for listening to our Very Imperfect Parenting Podcast. If you'd like a little more like live coaching sessions, then jump into facebook.com backslash IP parents. You can also write me at ariel at imperfectparenting.net or jump on that site for other resources like book reviews and other fun things. If you would just share with one person or let one person know about this podcast, that helps us a lot. As well, we have Patreon with extra privileges and have a beautifully imperfect day. Thank you so much for being out there.